Drawn and Paneled is the comic book showcase podcast from Gen X Grown Up. Every Wednesday, we bring you news, reviews, interviews, insight, and commentary on the comic books we love from the golden age to the modern age. We love to hear from our podcast listeners, so write to us at podcast at drawnandpaneled.com. And if you enjoy what we do, please take a moment to support us by becoming one of our patrons at patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Welcome back, podcast listeners, to a special spotlight edition of the Drawn and Panel podcast. I'm George, and with me as always is Jason. Hey, everybody. And believe it or not, this is a very special podcast. We haven't done one of these before. It's our very first time. And so we wanted to have a very special guest on this podcast, and we brought in Martin Pereiro from Cosmic Times. Martin, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm honored to be on the first one. Wow, I didn't expect this. You're a big dude in the independent comics industry. Of course, we're happy to have you here. Absolutely. (laughs) So Martin is the head owner, publisher, creator, grand poobah of Cosmic (laughs) Times. And he came on the show today to talk all about Cosmic Times, which is a wonderful company. They have a multitude, a plethora of really cool independent comic books. Several of them I've read over the last year or so since we first met. (laughs) And I know Jason is big on the, some of the books that we've been reading recently. So before we get any further along, let's jump right into the show. Let's go. All right. Hey there, Drawn and Paneled podcast listener. I want to take just a second to tell you about something you didn't know you were missing. I'm John, and along with Mo. Hey, everybody. And George. Hey, how's it going, guys? We are Gen X Grown Up. Gen X Grown Up is a website, YouTube channel, and audio podcast by and for Generation Xers, kids of the late 70s and early 80s who may have grown older but have refused to grow up. Every week on our podcast, we cover media, games, tech, toys, comics, games, and pop culture of yesterday and today through the eyes of guys who grew up loving that stuff. And every other week, we do a backtrack where we pick a single nostalgic topic from our youth and dig in deep. You can find us anywhere you listen to your podcasts or find us right on our website at genxgrownup.com. If you're a Generation Xer or know someone who is, I hope you'll check out Gen X Grown Up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a one of the most important things when we're talking to our guests is to find out where they come from, how they grew up, and how they became the people that create the awesome things that we love and know today. So, Martin, first off, where were you born? Where's home for you? I was born where I live. Actually, I live in Palm Beach County, Florida, and I was born here. And it's it's a rarity, it turns out, because uh, this town's full of people from New York and everywhere else in the country. There's not many of us uh, natural Floridians living down here in <laughs> yeah. uh, Palm Beach County. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're kind of overrun by snowbirds, right? Uh, This time of year, most definitely, yes. Yeah, (laughs) that's pretty cool. So you grew up and you stayed in the same place and created this awesome thing called Cosmic Times. That's really cool to know that your hometown boy made good and stayed in his hometown. Yes, sir. I still shop at the same comic shop I shopped at when I was, uh, what, 11 years old. Oh, awesome. Uh, That's really cool. Martin, uh, what are some of the hobbies you have? Oh, gosh, I used to have a lot of hobbies. Now my, my whole world is <laughs> comics, it seems. Uh, I, I, I was going through my garage and I found a whole you know collection of Star Wars action figures. I'm like, oh, I used to do that. Not doing right? that anymore. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah, it really, as far as hobbies go, I don't have a lot. I'm, uh, I'm a family man. I have a daughter, uh, a young daughter, and I have an adult son. So that, uh, as far as hobbies goes, that uh, sucks up most of my time. That and, uh, you know, I, I enjoy what I do. I love Cosmic Times. I love comics so much. So my hobby is my job. I, I, that's that's, that's kind of what I got to say. Wow. All right. Well, let me ask you this then. You talked earlier about that you still shop at the local comic book shop that you started out when you were 11 years old. But what started your love of comic books? Oh, I can that's that's a good story. Well, I, I initially, you know, like all of us, when I was when I was real little, I, I would pick up comics at uh, off the spinner rack at the stores. I remember mm-hmm. the, reading the oh, Micronauts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Micronauts in the 1970s and the Star Wars comics came out. And uh, and uh, then I grew into Fantastic Four and whatnot. But it, I didn't get serious. I mean, serious about comics <laughs> until I was at uh, we had we had a small comic store called Metropolis Comics. That's long gone now. And I was walking past the store and I saw the doctor, the first Marvel. Doctor Who comics. It must have been like 81, 82. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And it was like a dollar. You know, comics were, I think, 60 cents at the time. It might have been a dollar 50 or a dollar 25. And I went, I said, I have to have this. But it was so expensive. It, you know, it was more than, a, it was twice the co- price of a regular comic. So I'm like, well, I have to take care of it. And the owner of the store kind of took me under his wing and explained comic book collecting to me. Next thing I knew, my house was full of long boxes. And it's this horrible money draining obsession that I still feed today. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it usually starts. <laughs> and ends for a lot yeah. of us, right? <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about your work in the comic industry? Well, it all kind of ties together. Uh, so I said that store was called Metropolis Comics. And when I was... I've always been kind of uh, entrepreneurish, uh, t- trying to do my own thing. So at, at 13, 14 years old, again, the comics industry was different than it is now. I thought I would I would publish a fanzine, which back in the day, fanzines were just you know folded over paper, stapled together, like four or five sheets. It was called an ash can nowadays. Right. So I published a fanzine. I called it Metropolis Times, named after the store. And the owner, again, took me under his wing and said, you know, I'm not the only comic shop in town. Like, really? There's more? And he explained. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a whole a whole thing. So we renamed the fanzine Cosmic Times and started distributing it to all the comic stores, stores pretty much in the South Florida area. Uh, we did it for maybe a year and a half. Uh, we kind of then I you know, kind of found girls and that kind of put a stop to it. <laughs> right. But yeah. uh, that's kind of the origin of Cosmic Times. When I when I years later, I'd worked in film, I'd worked in television, and uh, the, the work kind of dried up. I found myself working for a law firm in the IT department, and I wasn't feeling creative. So uh, I came up with the idea of uh, making comics again, named the company Cosmic Times after that fanzine from back in 1984. And, uh, you know, it was, it was started off as a self-publishing venture just to put some stories out there that I wanted to tell. And darn it all, the whole thing snowballed and I found myself leaving my job at the law firm and doing this full time. So that's, that's wow. kind of the, oh, the long cool. and short version of the origin of Cosmic Times. I mean, that's really cool though. That's pretty awesome. Tell me a little bit about some of the achievements or awards that you've heralded in the comic industry as a creator. I mean, I I know Cosmic Times is a really great independent publisher. So what would you say some of the greatest achievements of you or Cosmic Times are? There's awards? You get awards in this business? (laughs) (laughs) Show me how to get one of those. Right, Um, yeah. (laughs) Well, you get the Drawn and Paneled Award for being the first person on the Spotlight series. There we go. Awesome. (laughs) I'll take that. I'll take that. Next time I get interviewed, that's going to be the first thing I list. There you go. (laughs) As as far as achievements, um, you know, sales and, and fans meeting people, people coming up to me. And uh, I think the biggest, uh, Mike Wagner would be one more to speak on this with his book, Deep Space Tragedy. But when, when people have bought your book and they come back and seek you out, that's, 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 
kind of kind of a, a better rush even than when you when you make s- serious money at it. One, but I will say one of the best achievements I did. I, I ended up writing a biography comic years ago for another company uh, who never paid me, so we're not going to name them. Oh but wow! I, 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 oh wow. yeah. I, I wrote I wrote an Ariana Huffington biography, and it got picked up by the Washington uh, Washington Post or something. And I got, I got interviewed by a few major publications. So that was kind of nice. That was a little bit of a career boost. It brought right. brought some more eyes onto mm-hmm. onto what I do with Cosmic Times. Um, so yeah, that, you know, it's, yeah, that, that, that's kind of, that's kind of where I sit right now. I just really, I find the small, the small, I guess, small awards, the best, the small, uh, gratifications, the connecting with the fans more, more so than say the financial or the, cause there's not much financial, let's be honest, uh, right, more, yeah. so than, uh, <laughs> more so than some of the other things. I mean, obviously when we got picked up by diamond, that was a big deal and became nationally sure. distributed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, I really thought that was, you know, we were the bee's knees for a while after that. The Via VHS podcast is changing lives. Here's some testimonials. Bill from Tallahassee, Florida says, I was able to quit my job and get a Ferrari, just like Magnum P.I. Sue from San Diego, California says, Wow, it really helped with my crippling depression. Thanks, Via VHS. And Tom from Charlotte, North Carolina says, It cured my genital warts. Wow. Listen to the Via VHS podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Martin, so we mentioned Cosmic Time several times. That's obviously the central part of your comic book world and probably your entire world. If I know people who have started their own businesses like I have, it kind of just takes over your whole life for one degree or another. Tell us a little bit about the company on whole, what you intend to do with it. Well, you know, I started off the company uh, just to publish my own stories. I had, I all started with, I had this pitch for a television project that we never really pitched or did much with. And um, when I wanted to feel creative again, I decided to start Cosmic Times Up just to publish this one story because I wanted to just get it out there to the world. And we had some success, so I have to publish more. So I I did a second series that I wrote. And then I found out that writing my own, being the writer and then publishing became so much of a challenge, I started picking up other people's work and other people's properties. And kind of, I haven't written that much in in a while. But I've been I've been publishing other people's projects. The uh, and that's kind of what we've been doing for a while is trying to help other creators uh, find a stage since we since we are diamond distributed and we can work with other people and help them you know reach that next level. And of course, it helps us as well to expand our catalog. The, oh, um, I sure. really want to mm-hmm. right. I really want to see Cosmic Times moving more toward uh, more toward an all ages um, audience. I, I've. We've done some stuff that's kind of mature, and we have some more mature titles uh, planned for the future. But I really think that uh, the future of the industry is getting the kids hooked on your product. So, like, say with books like uh, Sugar Boogers or, or Deep Space Tragedy, where they appeal to adults. Everybody seems to love them when they read it, but there's also there's nothing in there that kids can't read. And that's kind of what I want to see happening. I would love to see that happening with media across the board, where it becomes more more all ages friendly, more that the whole family can enjoy it, as opposed to just you know something written solely for adults or solely for children. And that's kind of where we're trying to find our, our, our footing as we move forward and trying to find new projects and develop and take the company in that direction because we're finding we, we do okay in the comic book market, but we're finding there's other markets out there. There's schools, there's library, there's uh, bookstores, and we're trying to push the company in that direction. And I think with a more all ages catalog, it's easier to find that audience. Not that we're not going to publish you know smaller projects that are that are strictly mature or or, or aren't necessarily 
necessarily for children, but we really want to make the focus of the company being an all-ages brand that that anybody can enjoy, that you can enjoy, that your kids can enjoy, that your grandparents can enjoy. We want everybody to be able to pick up one of our books and us not feel embarrassed if a kid or a grandparent reads it. Well, there you go. Can you give us a little bit of detail of how you actually started the company? Well, I did it um, I when I was looking for something to do creatively while I was mm-hmm. working at the law firm. I discovered that comics uh, through companies like Kablam, the printing wasn't you know, astronaut wasn't out of, out of reach. I always thought that, you know, printing comics was always going to be something that's just out of reach. You can't, you can't do it. It's just too expensive. Um, I've, I've since found out down the road as you're producing on a national level, it is very expensive, but on a smaller right. independent <laughs> level, you know, it's, it's, it's not that difficult to, uh, to get a, co- you know, 50 copies of a book printed. It's not going to break the bank. Uh, so that's where we developed that. I, I went, or at least I developed that. I went that way trying to, to, find a way to tell my stories and I love the medium. Um, and so I, I just, um, like I said, we, we found that we found an easy way to print and I found talent online that worked within my budget. So I came up with a script and the rest is, is history. I think that answered the question. I might've got off topic there. That with that answer. No, no, that's good. good. <laughs> well, I want to ask you just real quick, like Jason said, you've talked a little bit about the inspiration, why you decided to do it. Was there a specific moment that you said, you know what, I'm done with all this law firm. I'm going to create this comic book company and I'm I'm going to go out and do this thing because my creative juices need to be fed, so to speak. I need to scratch that itch. Was there a specific thing that just made you say, you know what, to heck with this regular world stuff, I'm going and doing Cosmic Times? Yeah, I can tell, I can tell you, actually, I, the year, I can't think, remember the year exactly. It was about five years ago. Uh, that's when I left the firm anyways. And I was, I produced a, a small comic convention here in uh, West Palm Beach that I've kind of let, uh, let fall to the wayside for a while. It was called PalmCon and it was doing really well. And we had okay. just been picked mm-hmm. up by Diamond. Diamond was going to distribute our book, uh, Giant Robot Warrior Maintenance Crew. Everything was kind of falling into place. And that's when I said, you know what? Let's do it. Let's just take the risk. Uh, financially, there were some things that opened up for me that allowed me to do it because it's it's hard to do. <laughs> the um, So I, I made the move and uh, there's there's been some regrets. There's been some stumbles along the way, but I, I don't think I've ever looked back and said, man, I wish I still say that that law firm was still uh, plugging in attorneys' computers. The, man, that's um, the best kind of feeling right there to know exactly. that you can look back and say you don't regret it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. No. Yes. I mean, obviously, there's obviously mistakes were made. I would love to, if I could sure, fix Sure, that's tweak part a of the learning things, process. You know, yeah. Of course. So it wasn't all, it hasn't been sunshine and roses the whole way, and it's been difficult, but um, it was the right decision at that time. And um, though we've we've had a we've had a couple of rough years here, I think uh, things are back on track now, and uh, yeah, we're moving forward. And I, I still believe I made the right decision. Cosmic Times has a plethora of content for people to choose from. Can you tell us, Martin, a little bit about the creative teams you have working on some of your properties? Well, the first the first team I ever worked with outside of the folks that I just hired to work on the books myself mm-hmm. was a company called Paper Lab Press, and they produced the book Giant Robot Warrior Maintenance Crew. It was Mervyn McCoy and Nate Hill. They were good friends, and we would see each other at the comic scene, comic conventions, because when you're in this business, you're, you know it. You're right. at the comic yeah. conventions all the time. <laughs> it's like the backstage area for all of us people who are involved in this. We all like mm-hmm. see each other at the same convention over and over again. We walk over to each other's tables like, hey, I remember you from such and such convention. Oh, yeah. You end up just developing a camaraderie, right? Oh yeah, most definitely. I, I tell you, the Comic Con scene, there's it's it's almost like school miniature school reunions every few yes. weeks or every few months. <laughs> yeah, uh, good. And you always that's see your a old great friends. analogy. Yeah, it is, and you see your old friends you haven't seen in a few weeks or a few months or even a year or so. Of course, there's always that one guy you're like, oh, he's here. 
but you know that, 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 that's that's the minority for the most part everybody's uh, good friends and it's it's a great scene and like i said that's kind of where i met up with mervin and nate and they came on board and they they developed their book giant robot warrior maintenance crew they'd run a kickstarter on it and then i handled the publishing end of it and it was a huge hit for us and then we cooked up with a few other people but the really the, the key relationship that um i focus on we i have two i have zach bassett who is uh technically my creative director he and i worked on a couple projects i met him at a show called fx in orlando a bunch of years ago he came to my table and said i just want to work what can we do and like i love that i love that attitude and mm-hmm. we've been fast friends ever since and just the other day we were talking about five or six new projects we want to try to get at different stages of development but also there's mike wagoner mike wagoner who does deep space tragedy which is we just have the fourth issue out right now um he's like my brother i swear to gosh <laughs> I, I, I met him we, we uh we both have a love for the the classic 1980s transformers and whenever mm-hmm. we get together no matter what we're talking about it always ends up talking about man optimus prime is so cool yeah he was so cool in the movie yeah, <laughs> man, the new movies suck compared to the old movie you know things like that right, right. So, and it's the same conversation we've had a hundred times we just love having it so uh and he, he he did all the art and the lettering and the uh the writing for deep space tragedy i, I helped him out with the script a little bit but it's really his baby because he used to be in a rock band and uh, he developed that project so that's those are the teams i work with there's a bunch of other great guys i could wish i could list them all obviously heidi who, who's my my right hand woman or oh we love yeah, Heidi. Much my great. Yeah. We all love Heidi. <laughs> Show wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for Heidi. <laughs> no, exactly. Like I said, I've known her since the fifth grade. She's great. Uh, I work with uh, the guys at Inverse Press. That's Kevin and Amanda. They're great people. Uh, there's a group in Finland I work with, uh, Tunnel Ground. They um, they do our book, Void of Heroes. I'm sure I forgot about 50 people, but it's, <laughs> it's a great group of folks that I try to stay in touch with as best I can all the time, uh, even when we're not working on projects. So. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show, 302010. You may have seen NBC's TV movie, A Twist of Fate. A Nazi who became a Jew and for decades he got away with it. How could you do it? Ben Cross, Veronica Hamill, Twist of Fate. Can hear Sunday. Yeah. A Nazi who became a Jew. If we, oh my God, it's the reverse Stephen Miller story. <laughs> if we hadn't had... And now I have to see it because like the scene where they show him like a Nazi who became a Jew, that little clip on the YouTube video <laughs> is like the Joker's transition. Oh, he had plastic... The had story plastic, is he had plastic surgery. So what plastic surgery did you have, my <laughs> yeah, friend, to make yourself look more specific. Jewish? be <laughs> specific. Just a, just a Nazi trying to do the right thing. Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, Martin, you're first up in the Drawn and Paneled Spotlight podcast series. That means you are also the first guinea pig on the Drawn and Paneled Rapid Fire Questions segment. Oh, all dun, right. Dun, dun. <laughs> no pressure, sir. You just have okay. to perform better than Tom Cruise on Oprah Winfrey's couch, and you're good. <laughs> Let me get off my couch then. All right, here we okay. go. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yes. First question. Favorite 80s film or TV show? Uh, it's it's weird. It's a cartoon. It's Transformers all the way. Transformers, the movie, 1986, my favorite film. In the movie of your life, what's the post credit scene? Oh, good Lord. That's a hard one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the post credit scene is Skeletor's head popping out of the water saying, I'll be back. <laughs> and then never coming back. Yeah. If, you nice. saw, if you've seen Masters of the Universe, you'll get that. Yes. Anyways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Favorite Muppet. Favorite Muppet Kermit. Kermit all the way. Which artist would draw you in a comic about your life? 
That would be Zach Bassett. He's actually already drawn me in a comic. I put myself in the Bill Gates biography. Awesome. So Zach Bassett. Nice. And the final question, what's a guilty pleasure you don't want to admit? Oh, then why would I admit it? A guilty pleasure <laughs> I don't want to admit. You know, I'll tell you what it is. I watch Hoarders on A&E. I love oh, that wow. show. It makes me feel good about <laughs> my messy house. Whenever I'm feeling bad about, man, the house is sure a mess. Let's watch Hoarders. Yeah, not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> nice. This is an imaginary podcast. Which may never have happened. The Shortbox Showcase. But then again may have. About a father and daughter who came from Ohio and talked about comics. It tells of their rise to glory, when the great guests were yet to be booked, and the great feats of editing not yet performed. Of how they spoke at length and reviewed in brief tales that explore creatively the bounds of a given character's history, and the ability of strong writing to encapsulate and transcend its time. This is an imaginary podcast. Aren't they all? Shortbox Showcase is part of the relatively geeky family of podcasts. And remember, we're not experts. We're just family. If anything in this episode has piqued your interest, we put links in the show notes you can click on to find out more. Catch up on past shows and be alerted every week when a new one drops by subscribing to us wherever you get your podcast. Also, if you're enjoying what we do, help us keep the lights on by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash genxgrownup. And we love to hear from our podcast listeners, so please write to us at podcast at drawnandpaneled.com. And that will wrap it up for this very first edition of the Drawn and Paneled Spotlight Podcast. Before we get out of here, Martin, I want to give you a chance to plug Cosmic Times and tell everybody out there where they can find all that wonderful work. Oh, Cosmic Times. Go to CosmicTimes.net. If it was, it would be .com if that guy wasn't charging $10,000 for the .com. Oh, wow. But Ooh. Cosmic Times, I know I can't get it, so it's CosmicTimes.net. So go to CosmicTimes.net. All of our social media links are there. We're on Facebook at Cosmic Times Comics. We're on Instagram at Cosmic Times Comics. We're on Twitter at Cosmic Times. And we're on, uh, what are YouTube at Cosmic Times TV. Uh, we have our store right now. We're selling Deep Space Tragedy Issue 4. We've set up the selling page to kind of look like a Kickstarter because we kind of want to start mimicking that direct-to-consumer model. So you can pick up Deep Space Tragedy 4, the whole set right there on the website. All of our books are available there and all of our news and information. Try to keep it up to date as possible, but I think it still says we're coming to InfinityCon. we got to fix that. But uh, yeah, CosmicTimes.net is the source for everything. And then, like I said, all of our social media plugins, just uh, jump in on that. And uh, hey, join the conversation. Be cosmic with the rest of us. <laughs> there you go. We will be back next Wednesday with our regular episodes, which will always continue every single new comic book Wednesday. That's right. The Spotlight series is a new thing that we're doing just to get you guys more direct access to the awesome creators of the indie comic scene. Mm -hmm. And with that, Martin, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me, man. It was great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Jason, thank you as always for being here with me. It's my pleasure. This was fun. We should do more of these. Absolutely. And we will see you guys next time. See you guys later. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. We're also an affiliate of the Geeks Worldwide Radio Network. You can check them out at the GWW.com. Hi. 
Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.